What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. If this is your first time listening, first and foremost, thank you for your time. Secondly, this is a podcast about living your best life. Life is hard, but it's worth the squeeze. Sometimes you have to go through those storms in order to get to your rainbows. And this is all about learning as we go. Speaking of learning, that's today's topic, the importance of self-education. Joining me today, good friend, Darius Rankin. How you doing, man? What's going on, Chief? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm I'm, I'm glad you're here on the show. Thanks glad for the to time. Be here. Yeah. For the folks that are listening, might not know who you are. Why don't you introduce yourself really quick and let them know what it is you do? Um, my name is Darius Rankin. I'm a graphic designer. I'm one half of Mind uh, Mind the Gap podcast. So make sure you check that out on iTunes. And that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, I, I've been loving what you've been putting out with the Mind the Gap Appreciate podcast, that, by sir. the way. I'm hoping to kind of get a little bit of that mojo here yeah. on the No Rain No Rainbows podcast because right. you guys go deep and you you're you're really free form. We try to. I mean, we're still trying to find my formula, but we try to keep it loose with like a topic and like not constrain ourselves because yeah. we want to get as deep as we can and see how many perspectives we can get. And usually, our perspectives are like not. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the flow with everybody else. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I like. I like going against the current. Right. You know, and uh, kind of the topic for today is self-education, mm-hmm. which should not be confused with schooling. Right. <laughs> schooling and education, I, they're not the same mm-hmm. thing. And I remember you were kind of telling telling me you were in a renaissance period. Right. So kind of just jumping in head first, what exactly to you is self-education and what benefits can somebody get from from diving in? Self-education for me is really continue the education that was got to given to you when you were growing up. Because mm-hmm. for me, school only taught me so much. It only got me to a certain point. And my family only got me to a certain point. My friends only got me to a certain point. And I'm trying to go somewhere that's never been before. Mm-hmm. So it's really up to me to figure out my own path and how to get there. So when you're doing that, you got to create new avenues for yourself, and it requires new knowledge that you don't have. So you, you don't really have a choice but to go get it yourself. Yeah. So that's why I'm at in my life. I'm trying to figure things out, and I really don't have a, a roadmap, so I'm just kind of figuring out as it go. Yeah, I think we all, we're all we all on the same boat kind of figuring yeah. out. I love the fact that you just said, though, you know, my family, school, friends, they've only taken me so far. Right. You know, because I think a lot of times people, they graduate. And if you think about it, we spend our whole lives being coached and guided in some way. Mm-hmm. When we're born and we're toddlers, someone's teaching us how to walk, how to eat, right. how, how to interact with other humans, our social skills. And then we go to school and we learn the subjects that they provide to us. And then after we graduate college and we go into the real world at a job, that's, that's it. That's what hit me hard um, when I was coming out of college because I was brought up on that traditional traditional mentality of, you go to school, you get your degree, you get a good job. Mm-hmm. Six months after I got my degree, I don't have a job, and now I got these loans that I need to take care of, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was floating out there for a while. Yeah. Did you feel unprepared for the real world? Completely unprepared. <laughs> like I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing out here. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will resonate with that because I felt unprepared for the real world mm. coming out of college. Not only do you have student loans, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And of course, be- what is that? <laughs> it's similar to Crohn's disease. Have uh-huh. you ever heard of Crohn's? I have. I'm, I'm not really too it's, familiar. Um, so it's an autoimmune disease. Okay. And, and long story oh, short, I'm, I'm good. I'm good now. Right. <laughs> but long story short, your, your body doesn't absorb the nutrients the way it should. And it actually starts 
attacking itself. The white blood cells attacks your your large intestine, thinking it's a foreign object. Mm. And obviously, it's painful and it's it's dangerous if you don't get the inflammation under control. Right. So as I just graduated college, I'm you know I'm having these issues. Not to get too graphic, but you know, I'm having some stomach problems. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out what it is. I'm in and out of the doctor's office, and they're doing sonograms, they're doing blood checks, they're doing colonoscopies. The whole time I'm going through that, man, I find out my health insurance stopped because I graduated college. I was no longer a full-time student. And if I was like, wait, wait, wait. So if I would have done five years of school, if I was still in school, would Mm -hmm. I be covered? They said, yeah. But because of that, there was about a four-month gap. Four-month gap because I was working in a full-time job, but you know how that goes, 90 days Mm-hmm. Or you get the probationary period right. before the before the benefits kick in. So I was in that little gap where I didn't have health insurance and all the expenses for that starts falling on me. And I'm looking around like, Can, nobody was going to warn me about this? Yeah, that sounds rough, though. It was. But we bounced back. Yeah, you good, <laughs> We bounced like back. like you've uh, made it out alive. I think a lot of people, sometimes they, they get smacked by life, right? Mm-hmm. And And schooling, friends, family can only prepare us so much. Right. So self-education is, is I think extremely important and it's pivotal for right. for growth where does somebody go to educate themselves um for me i mean the greatest thing we have now is online mm-hmm. so for everything i needed like uh, for me i majored in graphic design and when i was in school they they got us on a rhythm so we get an assignment we prepare for the assignment and then we complete the assignment when we got out it was i didn't know what expertise i had Mm-hmm. I didn't know which area to go in, like web design, should I go into branding, things like that. So those are uh, things I um, had to really figure out for myself. And when I'd be going to these interviews, they say, like, we need somebody exp- with experience and things like that. So mm-hmm. looking back in retrospect, it's like I could have just, instead of spending that money and going to four years of college, I could have just mastered my skill on, like, watching YouTube videos and stuff like that instead of going into debt and then... I would have been better prepared and had a job by now. Because right yeah. now I'm working with people, same job with me, don't have a grade, making the same money as me, except they're not, they don't have this, they're not saddled with debt. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would advise if you're trying to self-educate, you um, should most definitely get online and figure out what you want to do, and it gives you tools of how you want to do it. And plus, you got to get it in a network. Because the best thing you can get, like in my position, is get a mentor who's been there, who's know what you're trying to achieve and give you the tools that you need to go for. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that helped me out. Yeah. So I hooked up with people that knew what they were doing and how their businesses set up. So now I'm in a better space. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Step one is, you know, really figuring out what it is you want. Yeah. And then finding that network, finding the sources online. And that's the most important about self-education is just really getting to know yourself. Because mm. in order to know, um, like, where you're going, you need to know what you want. Mm-hmm. And to know what you want, you need to know yourself. Yeah. Where are you going? Hmm. Where are you going? Hopefully to the top, man. Yeah. Uh, I just want to inspire people to get out there and educate themselves, you know, the best they can and inspire critical thinking. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing. Like, I hate when people, like, just go with the flow and just agree with other people's opinion. And then when you press them, they're like, I don't, I don't know why I believe what I believe or why yeah. I think what I think. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing about, you know, self-education is just mm-hmm. being your own person and yeah. knowing yourself. Because when you know yourself, you don't try to impress other people because you're confident. It's a question that's probably the most annoying question to parents mm-hmm. that we tend to lose when we grow up, and that's why. Mm. Think of the little kids. It's like, what's that? And you right. tell them, like, well, why? 
Why? The yeah. kid wants to know why. And then we grow up and then we stop asking why. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, I, especially being in the news, I'll read headlines left and right. And people are like, oh, man, this happened. That happened. And I always say, OK, yeah, this happened. But why? But why did it happen? But why? That's how they get people's head. <laughs> That's how they get them because a lot of problems can be solved if we actually solve like the issues that are causing the problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like people just focus on, you know, the the symptom. Yeah. Like what just blew up or something like that. But what causes us to get at the point? Mm-hmm. And people ask why more and then just go with uh with the news tells them or mm-hmm. news articles then the headlines. Be, yeah. And that's I mean, kind of coming back with the whole ulcerative colitis when I'm in the hospital. It put me in the hospital for a while and I was asking the doctor, why? Like mm-hmm. why is my body doing this? And he, he looked at me, he's like, Well, what's your stress level like? What have you been eating? Right. And if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. my stress level was high. I was eating like crap, and that was like, oh, okay. That connected the dots. So the symptom was my stomach inflating, Mm -hmm. and their treatment to that was anti-inflammatory, IV drip. They 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 got me out of the hospital with the treatment, but they didn't cure you. They didn't find out what the real problem was. The reason why I'm here, and you know, I'm good now. I've been in in remission for a while. I I haven't had a stomach flare up because I'm conscious on what I'm eating. And I'm, I'm positive. I don't have time for stress. I don't have time for that negativity. You know, you can leave that at the door. Mm-hmm. But I'm honing in on the why it happened. And as long as I focus on that. And, and I take medication, too. Right. You know, but I, I cover all bases, you know, because you have to ask why something happens. That's deep. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people ask that about no. things anymore. You know, funny story. There was uh, a woman. She cuts the ends off the bread when she would bake bread. Mm-hmm. Like a loaf of bread, French bread. She'd cut the ends off and put it in the oven. Right. Husband asked the woman, said, hey, why do you do that? She goes, I don't know. My mom always did it. She said, okay, let me go to the mom. Ask the mom, hey, why do you cut the, the ends off the bread? He said, I don't know. The mom did it. So now he goes to the grandmother. Why do you cut the ends off the bread? She goes, oh, sweetie, because in my day, the oven was too small. So she cut the ends off. Mm. Well, now the ovens are bigger and you're just wasting, wasting bread. bread right. You know? Let's let's go into some of the topics and some of the avenues you go into it when self education starts because you mentioned being lost and not really knowing where you're going. Mm-hmm. How do you organize the information that you get? Because in school they give us a curriculum, they give us a, a guideline, right? When you're self educating, there's no path in front of you. There's no map. How mm-hmm. do you find your way? What I what I've learned is like the biggest challenge for me is actually challenging myself. So a good way to figure out your path is to figure out the end game. Because mm-hmm. once you figure out, for me, it was easier for me because I already knew I'm a graphic designer. I want to own my own firm one day. Yeah. So I know the end goal already. So once you know your end, end goal, you know how much effort to put in each task and how much time to allot for that. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going out to the world and just grabbing different things and trying to jigsaw puzzle it together. So once I knew where I wanted to go, I knew where, where to find my resources, you know, where to find my inspiration. Inspiration is a big key, too. For me, like, I go to, like, Behance, Dribble, places like that where I can see other people's work and inspire my work. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of education, there's always a self-course out there for you to pick up and do. Mm-hmm. So I'm always gathering the information. I think I'm having difficulty now is because, like, I'm moving into the podcast space. I'm not too familiar in it, and we're having to do a lot of the stuff myself. I'm kind of just like, 
Mm. I've kind of lost my way a bit. Yeah. Not, I'm not as confident as I was going into graphic design where I knew where I was headed. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm kind of having to find my niche within something new. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me, let me ask you, because I'm, I'm going through this, too, right. and especially, you know, being in design and whatnot, how do you, how do you handle, because I'm sure I could tell you, you're very particular, right? You, you, yeah. you find out what you want and, and you go for that. You have a standard. Right. How do you handle when the product you put out doesn't meet your standard? Not well, Ted. Not well <laughs> at all, Ted. Um, well, it, it, a lot of times it depends. Are you talking about like if I'm... Like, it's my project or if I'm doing it for somebody else? Um, well, well, both. And I think specifically kind of you talk about going into the new realm of podcasts, mm-hmm. right? Every time we start something new, you know, we're not going to start at the expert level. And I feel like when we start something new, we See, can't I hate get that. there. I, I want to be an expert as soon as I put it out. Like, a lot, the, we originally came up with this idea for this podcast like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And we just started dropping content like... Uh, earlier this year yeah because i just i wanted it to be right but we have so much going on that it's kind of difficult putting together you know the way i want it even now before we came over i was like we need to we need to discuss these brand colors mm-hmm. to see if they right see if we need to switch anything up yeah because i wanted to be as professional as possible and i want to be as slick as possible and i wanted to truly represent who we are and what we're trying to present like i don't i don't like mm. it ted yeah, <laughs> I don't like it, man. It's, I, I want to unpack that because I think when people put something out, mm-hmm. you know, something public, a podcast or whether they're putting out a video or something, right. especially in design, your art, it's vulnerability. It's me. It represents me. So if it's not to your standard, the judgment of it, I think that that, that can hurt. It, it, it does hurt. Mm-hmm. It was the Erica Badu. I'm sensitive about my shit. Like yeah. it's it's real. Yeah, you know, because if somebody, especially like for my colleagues who are designers, if they say, "Oh man, that wasn't that wasn't what it should have been," and I'm like, "Man, I start you start I start to doubt my my skill." Mm-hmm. So I'm always, but also that drive to be better, be the best. It keeps me pushing. Keeps me um, looking at new techniques Mm -hmm. new ways to do things you know and i'm still learning yeah so a part of you know educating yourself you have to extend yourself a certain amount of grace and Mm. understand that you're not gonna be perfect all the time even though i don't agree with that (laughs) like i agree with i understand it but it does it still doesn't sit well and i think i kind of had it like duality within me that kind of balances each other out and when it goes a certain way is when i kind of spiral out but yeah, it's kind of one of those like those hard pills to swallow for you, right. and, and and that's why like, I kind of like dug in on that a little bit because you talk about self education. I think it's important for anybody that's listening who hasn't jumped on self education yet. Mm-hmm. It's it's because they probably think they know it all. They probably think they got to figure it out already. That's, a, that's another challenge because a part of me going out into the world and really finding out what's going on is I had to expose my own biases and like mm. and I had I, it was a realization that I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But once you get to that place where you like I really don't know as much as I think I do, then that's when you start to really find out the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I I want everybody to get to that point where they realize, you know, I'm not I'm not the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And I should surround myself by smarter people. Yeah. And it'll put you in a better place. I think it takes a certain level of humility. 
right. to seek out education. And you talk about getting a mentor, seeking somebody out that mm-hmm. can teach you something that you can listen to. You got to humble yourself out here, Ted. <laughs> or or you're going to get humble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. So as you're continuing to educate yourself and you're growing, what's the biggest? Because I think I could tell you, you you spend a lot of time reflecting, right? As, as Too much time, some would as say. As you're growing. Yeah. <laughs> Too much time. Yeah. How much time do you spend I like, reflecting? I like I like being by myself. Yeah. Because what I learned is I used to have like a need for people to be around, but I discovered that was kind of a way of me ignoring what was going on, like within me. Mm. So when I got to a point where I was comfortable being myself, like being with like my partner and my friends, like. That confidence level was ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I I had no, and they would put me in a position where I had to like speak up and like be myself mm-hmm. to a point where, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't afford, you know, to look crazy out here. So I had to get to the point where I was confident by, with myself, by myself. Yeah. And now I'm too confident. Like sometimes I come off weird to people. Like if I don't want to talk, I don't talk. If it's not funny, I don't laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I had to get to a point when I got to a point where I realized what I was doing, that need for attention, mm-hmm. then I didn't need it anymore. And I was just comfortable being by myself because I'm, I'm also a person that like to do what he wants, how he wants to do it and when I want to do it. Yeah. And i will just and I don't have a problem attacking my emotions or like figuring out what's going on in that moment. Like, why do I feel like this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? And that's huge, man. I, I kind of want to sit on that a little bit yeah. because I think what you're saying is you figured out who you are. I think I, to I don't an know. Extent, yeah, to an, an extent. extent, I'm I'm still working on it, but I think I'm on a I'm gonna think I'm on a good path. Yeah, so, because yeah. well, the thing is, when you say you know, if it's not funny, I don't laugh. Yeah, you know, people will laugh at a joke that's not funny to you know humor it, them. It or, physically hurts me to do that. Yeah, yeah, and and like or you even see with psychology, right? I know I know you pay attention to that. Well, you know when they add the the laugh tracks to shows. Yeah, you know, social proof. You hear the laugh tracks we on the show, tell. so you laugh too. Yeah. And it's it's the kind of thing where you're like that's you no longer get phased by that mm-hmm. because you you have at least established a certain level of identity to know what you do and don't like right you know, you know what you do and don't find funny I think a lot of people are afraid to to spend enough time with themselves to figure out who the, who it is they are but for me that's like the best thing about getting older man like a lot of people are afraid of getting old but I think that's because they haven't reached their goals in a certain amount of time they thought they would mm. but for me. Getting old is the best thing, man, because that's so much fun in being able to say no. <laughs> yeah. You want to go here? No. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? You want to do this? No. I don't want to do that either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when you were a kid, you don't have that You don't have that option. It's time to go to church, you go to church. It's time to go to school, you go to school. But when you get an adult, you can do what you want to do, how you want to do it. That's priceless, man. Yeah. That's priceless. If you, I just think about my parents and my dad and my mm-hmm. mom. My mom loves to go on vacation. My dad doesn't. My mom is in Dubai. My dad's at home, feet kicked up, reading a book. My man. My man. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go. Yeah. So, and it's funny because you do see that a lot. I don't lot know about Dubai, people. though. He tripping. <laughs> I looked at him like, Dad, I'll yeah. go for you. Yeah. <laughs> but he knows what he likes. He knows mm-hmm. what he wants. And he knows what he doesn't want to do. I respect it. And and I do notice a lot of older people, they're, they're quicker to say no. Mm-hmm. And if we look at our elders, right, learn from our elders, self-education, you know, they're giving us... They're giving us the the playbook. Right. They're telling us what to do. They it took them their whole lives to figure it out. 
and, and we're sitting here watching them. Mm-hmm. Why not kind of take from them a little bit, figure out like, you know, I don't want to go to that party. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I don't like is obligation. I don't like feeling obligated to do something. No. You ever feel that? I used to. <laughs> I, sometimes I do. But it depends on the situation. Like if somebody did something for me, then I may feel like, all right, I can take this hit one time. Mm-hmm. But, but you still say that as I can take this hit. Yeah. Like I still frame it in a way that's more um, beneficial to like the mm-hmm. overall relationship. But it's, it's – I've lost my train of thought to that. Yeah. Well, when we're talking about obligation. Yeah. And, and you don't really feel obligated anymore. No, like one thing I hate is like how people use their titles mm-hmm. to like get stuff from you or like gain information. Like have you ever had like heard an example of like a man might say to his wife or wife might say to his, her husband, like, I'm your, I'm your spouse. You shouldn't hide things from me. Mm-hmm. Just to get an excuse to get in somebody else's business. Yeah. Like, I don't feel that type of obligation. Like, I always say it's not my yeah. secret to tell. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. Once I've uh, reached this point in my life, I don't feel obligated to do certain things just because, you know, that's how people did it in the past or certain things like mm-hmm. that. It has to be true to me for yeah. me to feel like to care. Yeah. I wouldn't say care, but obligated. Obligated. Yeah. It might yeah. get me in trouble. Which, yeah. <laughs> which I think. And, and this is this, this might not sound related to self-education, but I really think it is because yeah. I think self-education for anybody listening, it's about finding out what your perspective of this world is. Mm-hmm. There's billions of people on this planet and, you know, there is a norm. And as creatures, I think our habit is to fall into the crowd. We want to fit in. We're social right. creatures. We want to fit in. We want to be with other people. Being alone scares a lot of us. Mm-hmm. So... I think the challenge, when you say challenge yourself, I think that's the challenge for people to take away is, hey, you know, sometimes you have to spend a night by yourself. I think it was about four or five years, no, more than that, close to seven or eight years ago, a friend of mine, shout out to Lamar English, he was the first one to call me out on it. He said, Ted, you don't like to be alone, do you? Mm. I just moved away from home. I was in Saginaw, Michigan by myself, starting a new job. And I was, I was reaching. I was trying to find people to hang out with, trying to do something. And then he could tell. He's like, Ted, you don't like to be alone, do you? And I was mm. like, no, not really. That was the first time in my life I went out to eat by myself. You know, I went to the bar by myself. I, I got yeah. out of work, went to the bar, got myself a beer, a shot, of, a shot of whiskey, and went home. And I spent time by myself, and I got used to it. Right. And I started to like it. And it's, it's, that can be dangerous because you start to like it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Jess will laugh. She'll go yeah. out of town, and she says, oh, what are you doing this week? And I'm like, I'm home. Yeah. I'm home. Doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. I got in that same habit. I go to movies by myself. I go out to eat by myself. So are you yeah. an introvert? Um, That's difficult. I guess, mm. but if I'm in a crowd, I can be sociable. Like, it's not a problem for me to speak up. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think a lot of people, I'm kind of odd, Ted, like in the way I react to people and what I say, because I'm usually pretty straightforward. Yeah. Or I might just say something outlandish. But if I'm in a crowd, I can operate as much as I want to. But if I'm just sitting back, people might see I'm introverted, but I just don't want to talk mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm fine with just listening. Yeah. That's my default is to listen and then. 
speak later. Yeah. Because I want to hear what you're going to say first, and then I'm going to respond to you. Mm-hmm. I'm more like a defensive talker <laughs> than I am more so I'll go out and, like, say something to you. But if you say something to me, I don't have a problem. Like, yeah, I'm doing good. How you doing? Mm-hmm. How the kids? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if not, I just go in this room, sit by my corner, and, and just watch y'all talk or whatever until I feel like I have something to say. Do you think that makes people uncomfortable? It does. Most definitely. <laughs> um, but that's not my problem. Yeah. Not, not in a disrespectful way, but... No, I love that. I don't have a problem with it. I love that. But when people get to know me, then that's when they like, oh, okay, that's just him. He's not being rude. He's just, He's just not talking to a person like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you read books? I'm trying to... <laughs> I read articles more than I read books. Okay. But I'm really trying to get back, well, start more so getting back into books. Like right now, I'm reading 1984. Uh, I'm about to start reading Marcus Garvey, Star. Somebody recommended that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm reading this book right now. I don't know. I don't want to cuss, but it's uh, Unf Yourself, and it's teaching you about how to mm-hmm. like undo basically your programming yeah. into like get what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, and one of the things I think pertaining to this conversation, because a lot of a lot of times people confuse wanting something really bad with trying, mm-hmm. and that's not the same. Trying requires action to me. Yeah. And then, and you should switch your language because that also helps you move forward. Is from I'll try to I will mm-hmm. or I'm willing to do so. Yeah. And what that does, because I'll try is like a cop out. It's like you can win or lose. It really doesn't affect you because at the end of the day, you can be like, well, I tried. You know, I did my best. But if you say I will get like I will make the bed up in the morning, either you're going to pass or fail it. Either you yeah. did or you didn't. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't want to put that pressure on themselves because they're afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. So once you make that that commitment, then you have to step up to that commitment. And a lot of people don't want to do that because self-education uh, calls for more effort. Yeah. Like if you already have a full day, like you got to go to work, you got to pick up your kids, you have to self-educate yourself on top of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have to put forth that effort, whether it means, like I did, I started waking up started waking up an hour before I had to go to work so I could work on my stuff before I gave my all to somebody else for somebody yeah. else's vision. Yeah. And then when I come home, I'll put more time into it. Mm-hmm. And then, so you have to take steps like that before, it starts up here, first of all, before you can actually put action in the world. But once you get that down and you get in the rhythm, you're good. Like my homeboy said, if you want to, if you want to build a habit or if you want to, yeah, build a habit. Start by making your bed every morning. Because mm-hmm. that's optional. You can just like, no, nah, I got to go work. I'm running. But if you start making your bed every morning, that, that becomes a habit. And you and you get used to pushing yourself little by little. Yeah. And you build up from that. And that is kind of, I mean, we talk about being intentional, right? Right. Self-education has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And I think people, people get into a default mm-hmm. of what they're told to do or what's going on, what they have to do, right? Mm-hmm. But waking up, making your bed every morning... It's something that you tell yourself to do. Right. And I think people, to your point, when you establish that habit, like I told myself to make the bed, I make the bed. Mm-hmm. What else can I tell myself right. to do? You can get it done. Exactly. I think people have to kind of switch that mindset and kind of switch their thinking in terms of going from I react to the world to I'm proactive. Right. I wake up, like you said, an hour before work because, listen, you're nine to five, whether it's nine to five, whatever your schedule is, but mm-hmm. let's say just nine to five for this example. You're going to have work from nine to five. You know that's concrete. 
if you intentionally want to give yourself some time to mm -hmm. work out, self-educate or anything like that, well, look at your schedule. Where can you fit in an hour before, after work, and then tell yourself to do it? And I, it can be hard, man, when you finally get home and you got that usual 20-minute break before the kids get off the bus and you finally make it home. You mm -hmm. may not want to you know, pick up that book and read a chapter. It yeah. may put you in a better position to help yourself in the long game. Yeah, or the just the exhaustion or, or the... The runaround of the day. You go mm -hmm. to work, you come home from work, you put dinner on the table, you put the kids to bed, or you help them with the homework. And then I don't they need to do push-ups after all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I feel it. I was there. Yeah. I was there, man. You're just I like, I'm there. done. I'm tired. Yeah. So kind of coming towards the end, and with the self-education and all this all this track you're on, obviously, you know, it's, it's not like a start and end. There's going to be mm -hmm. some curves. There's going to be some roadblocks, some obstacles along the way. What are some of the biggest storms you've had to kind of navigate through so far? Other than, well, it came, it kind of came to me all at once. Because, mm. like I was saying before, that time period after college, which I think a lot of people go to, uh, go to, go through, where I was kind of lost and I didn't know where I was. I went through like a depression. For like a couple years, and I didn't first. I didn't know what it was, and I was just out there in the world. I couldn't. I couldn't get anything started. I couldn't land the jobs I wanted to get. I couldn't motivate myself. I was just lost because I was trying to figure my way through something I didn't know anything about because I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah, like I wasn't prepared to do taxes. I would. I, I couldn't get a full time job. I could. I, I, I damn sure couldn't get a job in my field. So I hit. I hit a really low point. And then one day I just figured I had, because one of the problems I struggle with is I keep everything to myself. Mm. Like if I can't handle it, I'm not going to put anything on anybody else. So one day, the first thing, the first stop that I did when one morning I woke up, I was like, I just sent everybody a mass text. And I'm like, hey, you remember that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing good, man. Anybody I figured was close to me, I was like, I'm not, I'm not healthy right now. I need to figure out what's going on. And even if I don't reach out, I need you to check on me to make sure I'm good. Yeah. So I had to take that first step. And then it was from there, it was just, I invested in small victories. Mm -hmm. Like little things I would get done. I would, I would, you know, pat myself on the back. You know what I'm saying? You did that. You didn't have to do it, but you did it. Yeah. And I would like set, you know, small gifts for myself. Like, hey, man, you make it through the day. Go get you that cookie dough ice cream, man. You know, just get a little <laughs> bit. Something. But don't overdo it. Cause yeah. You may not be looking at it, but I was heavy. Really? Yeah, I was heavy. You know, like. I would never have guessed. I was heavy, Ted, bro. I was playing size 38 pants, dog. Like, Really? Yeah, in college, man. Before I lost weight, I, was, I think I was up like 215 or something with my small frame. Like, Well, good for you, man. Yeah. The thing that helped me out with that is, is we started working at Amazon either. And I was tired, so I was full time working. And full time going to school, either I can sleep or eat. So, like in the course of a couple of months, I dropped like so much weight. Wow. Yeah. And I'm afraid to go back to that. So, and I had to start getting back to that during the depression. Like, I start getting chunky or whatever. So, I got me a gym membership. I start hitting the gym regularly. I start going on the internet, trying to figure out what in design I was good at, mm -hmm. which moved me toward branding, and which really helped me because. Helping people find themselves in their brand kind of helped me figure out, like, who I was mm -hmm. and, like, what I perfected and what I wanted to do. And 
I had to get to a point where I had to choose what did I believe in and like where I wanted to move towards that. Nice. Cause I was like undoing like a, like a childhood of like misinformation through mm-hmm. school and like your family, they mean well, but you know, as we saw, like they don't understand like today's climate, they're applying their knowledge of like their day yeah. in today's society. And like this, this college degree isn't like as much as worth as much as used to be. So it was just, uh, gradual unlearning and relearning mm-hmm. of what it was I needed to succeed. And, I, and I'm still kind of in that space, but I'm more confident in I've adapted the attitude. Like, whatever comes, I can, like, figure it out. Nice. So, yeah. So what are the rainbows you're chasing now? What, what's the sunshine? Sunshine for me is uh, a beach in Rome. Mm. That's where I want to be headed. But before that, I want to really get this podcast off the ground because – I want to push more stuff like this, self-education, because in our podcast, we talk about understanding all sides mm. and not being influenced so easily about the, by the media and outside people. I really encourage people to learn more, which will build confidence in themselves to like stand their ground and fight what they believe in. Mm. So that's, that's like the truth is like really important to me right now. Honesty yeah. and the truth, like, I don't know, man. It's just I'm really like on that right now. Yeah, I think that's the perfect summary for self education mm-hmm. is seeking the truth, right? Seeking your truth. You know, where can people find you? Where can people find the podcast and and, and connect with you and and uh, maybe dive even further into self education with you? Okay, if you want to reach me on all social media, is at Darius Rankin. So and uh, the podcast, Mind the Gap podcast, is P O D M T G. All social media in uh, podmtg.com is our website. And you can find us guys on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We're about to start uploading a lot of video content on YouTube. So nice. Look up, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, wonderful, man. Well, keep at it. Best of luck and everything. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you, you sharing your story and the mm-hmm. vulnerability, man. Congratulations on the weight loss, too, by the appreciate way. I had it, no man. idea. Yeah, I'm t- telling you, man. I've been on it. Yeah, well, stay on it, man. Yeah. We, we in this together, and I'll be on that beach in Rome with you. Hey. For anybody that made it to the end, I appreciate you guys listening all the way through. Definitely a lot of nuggets here, man. Self-education, it's about, A, knowing yourself, knowing what you want, and then challenging yourself, as mm-hmm. Darius was saying. And then I love the, I love the finding the network, finding a mentor and the fact that you need to look for inspiration in your field, mm-hmm. find something that inspires you and helps you to, to build your craft, build what you're working on and, um, being yourself, Darius, man, the fact that you like to be by yourself, I'm starting to like being by myself a lot more. Mm-hmm. We cherish those moments. I cherish the times that I'm by myself because it's self-discovery. Right. Self-education is also kind of part of self-discovery, I think. And also making the commitment, dude. When you say you're going to do something, do it. Make that bed tomorrow morning. Or one thing I like to do, I call a, I actually put it on Instagram today. The first time I used it, hashtag no snooze crew. Mm. I don't hit the snooze button. 2.20 in the morning, I don't hit the snooze button. Get up. Just get up. Right. Time to get the day. And, and I've kind of programmed myself. It's programming your body to do what your mind mm. tells it to. My, I'm in control. My mind is in control, not my body. Right. So when I say get up, we get up. So those are kind of some of the habits that I'm working on. And, hey, man, you got to celebrate the small victories. Right. Nothing wrong with the cookie dough ice cream. No. I, I get cookie dough ice cream with uh, with uh, Reese's peanut butter cups on top. That's, that's good for you, Dad. That's what I do. But I don't do it often, like you said. Yeah. You know, you got to. Here and there. Here and, here and there. there. Everything in moderation. 
But guys, thank you for making it to the end. And like we always say, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. All right.